Welcome to the Breaking Chains podcast, where we are unified in God's word, reaching, teaching, strengthening, and nurturing both those who know Jesus and those who are shackled in bondage, looking for freedom through the blood of Christ. I'm your host, Philip Skeens, here to share with you today what the Lord has put on my heart that will prayerfully help each of you in your own special way. Welcome back to the Breaking Chains podcast. Today marks our 12th podcast, and we're going to celebrate with some of our favorite moments through these first few episodes. Today, you're going to hear a little bit of each show and all of our guests and all of our hosts together through this compilation of shows. We hope you enjoy today's celebration as much as we do. We want to thank you for being a part of our family and for your continued support. Now sit back and listen to some of the Breaking Chains podcast favorite moments. Proverbs 27, verse 7. And I will be reading from the NLT translation. And it reads, A person who is full refuses honey, but even bitter food tastes sweet to the hungry. And... That is just touching to read um, to me because what I get from it is those who follow God and just live with Him and are filled with the Holy Spirit, they don't eat even the nicest looking, or they don't dig into the nicest looking ideas of the world and they stay true to God and their calling. But those who do, are not filled with the Spirit, they tend to go off and do some bitter things in the world, and they still think it's good. Breaking chains. Mm-hmm. You know, you and, and Delaney kind of had this vision of this group, and I think it's kind of changed um, over over a short period of time, but tell us about breaking chains from, from, from your heart. So for, uh, the last few years i I was leading the young adults cause I was in my young adult age. I'm no longer a young adult. Unfortunately, <laughs> you're still younger than me though. Uh, by, yeah. by a lot. <laughs> uh, still, I, I, I'm growing, I'm phasing out of my young adult age, which is like 18 to like 26-ish, maybe 30 if you want to push it like I did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so, but I I realized that I was on my, uh, like, I was limiting people of wanting to come and, and, uh, it's not that, that that's a bad thing, because that's why we have C2 and everything like that here. We're college and career ready, uh, where that age group can meet because it is important. But I was kind of not, it's not that I'm not fit to lead them. It's just that I'm in a different stage of life than, than a that. that a that, different that, season yeah, in yeah, ministry, yeah, too. Yeah, the dif- in different season in ministry. And so... Uh, Delaney, I was talking to Delaney the one time, uh, one day, 
This was probably in the spring, maybe early summer. Yeah, spring, early summer. Probably spring. I'm sorry. Sorry. Right. <laughs> uh, she said something to me that that hit hit home, and she never knew what what it was because I never told her at this point. Well, she knows now because that's the reason why we have breaking chains. Uh, but uh, she told me that she wants to see break uh, chains break broken, and that we should have something that that has to do with breaking chains. And we don't have time for me to go into the full story because that's that's a long in-depth story <laughs> of what it is. But the gist of it is near and dear to my heart to people to build relationships, get closer to God. And John 8:36 is when you're set free. Uh, when the Lord has set you free, you are free indeed. Mm-hmm. And... And that that's near and dear because I want chains broken off of people because it's not that I do it. It's all Jesus. He does it. He's the one that sets you free and he's the one that lets you let lets you walk in that next glory that he has planned for you because he leads you to the next step and he keeps your path straight. And we follow the same guidelines as the core values as Rush Church which if you, for those that don't know, RUSH stands for Relate, Unite, Serve, and Honor. And so we relate to people, we have build, build relationships. That is a core foundation of breaking chains is we get to talk to one another, build one another up, pray for one another, connect to people, let it, let it be known of who, just how's life going? Like, cause we all know life gets busy, life gets hard and we need people. Jesus, Jesus said that Jesus knows that. That's why he, he let his disciples go out two by two. That's why they met in a room. They met daily. They met 24 seven, basically in the early church. And so relationships are big key. And then we're united and we serve one another and we honor one another all under Jesus Christ and God's word. So that's kind of a little bit about uh, breaking chains. How big is God's love? You know, what do we perceive God's love and, and how big it is to the reality of what God's love really is? And um, I told you before we started, but uh, just kind of a little brief background on where this came from. I was traveling last week and I was coming home on Saturday morning and I was sitting in, uh, I had a connecting flight through Detroit airport and uh, it was around lunchtime. So I thought I've got a little bit of time. I think it'll probably about an hour and a half. So I wanted to get something to eat. So I, I went in and sit down and she put me out right out by the window um, in the restaurant looking at the tarmac. And so I'd ordered and I was sitting there eating and it, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And that's the way it happens sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, man, that plane is so big. It was a 767. And if you've never been up close to a 767, it's huge. It is so <laughs> big. I mean, it, it just words can't describe it. 
but I was sitting there and I thought, you know, when this plane is up in the air at 35,000 feet and you see it flying over, you see a little tiny thing in the air and a tail behind it, right? The wind stream up right behind it. And then maybe you see it coming in for a landing and you're out on the highway or, or something and it's a lot bigger than what it was at 35,000 feet. But until you're right next to one, you really don't know how big a 767 is. And then it hit me again. It's like, you're right. Neither do you know how big, how big God's love truly is mm -hmm. when you're not surrounded and you're not in it and you're not trying to get closer to it. We just don't really comprehend how big God's love is. Yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the times that we get we get lost and we get confused about God. I don't feel you right now, or God, you're, why are you not there? It's because we get distracted because God's love is always there. He is always there. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. Uh, he leads us to green pastures. He leads us beside quiet waters, like Psalm 23 says. Uh, and so we get conf we, we we get it in our heads that we get distracted and we get blinded of the amount that God loves each and every one of us because something's going on or we're busy or we're distracted or we're doing something that's not where he wants us to be and we're trying to push through that way right and we're trying and but god's saying no i want you here i want you here and so and his love is always he loves us but when he loves us that also comes discipline and i don't know why i'm i'm <laughs> saying this right now but like it he, he loves you so much that he wants you to do what he has for you because his plan is so much better than what our finite minds can do. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And he wants us on, on his path. So when we try to go off this way on our own path, he disciplines us through the Holy Spirit, through the conviction of the Holy Spirit in love because he is love. He's not going to come any other way. Right. And bring us bring us back to his path and it's and i thank god for it because without that i mean i've had directions where i wanted to go that way where i wanted to move uh the way i wanted to go but the lord through the holy spirit and brought conviction to my heart led me to the path of where i am today and i thank god for it because i love every minute of it you hear people say well god's never done anything for me Nobody has, right? Mm -hmm. Before you were ever born, before you ever took your first breath yeah. in this world, God did something for you. Yep. Over 2,000 years ago, he paid the biggest debt that anybody could ever ask for mm -hmm. when his son hung on a cross, and he did it for you and me before we ever left the womb of our mother. My name is Delaney. For those who don't know me, I am a part of Breaking Chains and a part of Rush Church. Um, I grew up in the Methodist Church. I've gone to church since, I mean, my parents were married at this church and I was baptized there. So I was Methodist for like 20 years. And 
when I came, I left the church, I just found that I didn't really know who Jesus was. Like I went to church, I would say the Lord's prayer, but I had no idea exactly what I was saying um, and what that truly meant. And until I came to Rush, I actually had a relationship with Christ. Um, I would say I truly dedicated my life to Christ when I was 17. I went on a mission trip and I met the Lord in amazing ways through this mission trip. And it really just changed my perspective about everything and what the Lord had for me. So um, Rush has really provided me with a ministry and a purpose to help um, fulfill and your the future husband. Yeah. And then I met you here, too. So I guess that's a good <laughs> that's a perk of this church. So, <laughs> yeah. But godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment. For we have brought nothing into the world. So we cannot take anything out of it either. If we have food and covering with these, we shall be content. But those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap. And many foolish and harmful desires which plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all sorts of evil. And some by longing for it have wandered away from the faith and pierce their, themselves with many griefs. But flee from these things, you man of God, and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called, and for which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I direct you in the presence of God, who gives life to all things, and of Christ Jesus, who testified the good confession before Pontius Pilate that you keep the commandment without fault or reproach until the appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which he will bring about at the proper time, he who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords. Wow. The who alone possesses immortality and dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see. To him be the honor and eternal dominion. Amen. A lot of good stuff there. Amen. That that is uh there's a lot of good stuff there in those <laughs> I was Six, thinking about like verses. one thing and then you said something else. I was like, oh, that's good. And then I was like, oh my goodness, here's another one. So there's a, like you said, there's a lot there to, yeah, there's, to there's, digest. And, but there's just something about putting on a coat of righteousness. Because in order to do that, we have to take off a coat of flesh, you know, a coat of earth, mm -hmm. the earthly desires. And we have to let that go before we put on a coat of righteousness mm -hmm. you know and paul really said it put on lord jesus christ you know put on the lord in in romans 13 uh, verse 14 instead clothe yourself with the presence of the lord jesus christ and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires mm -hmm. that's a mouthful mm -hmm. Yeah, that's for if there was one thing of scripture that I kind of pointed out as I was reading that, it's basically verses 10 and 11. Because for the love of money is the root of all sorts of evil, and some by longering for it have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. 
but flee from these things, you man of God, and pursue. So when I look at that word pursue, that's something that I have to do. I have to make that choice. And then we pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. I don't know about you, but I struggle with all of those things. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> that's, that's not easy, that's for sure. But I, but I think the pursuit, right? Because the pursuit is the action. Yeah. And and we what we find ourselves talking about a lot lately and, and most recently, at least I find myself, is it's all centered around an action. Mm-hmm. We have to take action, and the pursuit is the action. We have to take yep. action to follow right these things yeah and it's and it's hard because you know the lord knows you because he made you however the enemy also knows you and knows what you struggle with and sometimes the enemy puts those things in those situations if you are someone that struggles with with money and finances to distract you and uh it's really important to know the difference between what is a distraction and what the lord wants for you and not taking that distraction distraction to hinder your relationship with the Lord and really pursuing him through those distractions. And, um, even it comes back to like thankfulness in the season. It's when something bad happens, how do you find thankfulness in that? And, you know, that's the enemy wants to distract you and tell you, you know, this is the situation you're in. So there you go. Struggle with it. But at the same time, like you have to find a way to be thankful in it and see the Lord through the hard times too. So Today, we are joined by Jenna Allender. Jenna is a 20-year-old college student at Youngstown State. She plays the guitar, and today I found out that she plays the keyboard uh, at Rush Church. She's in the praise band. She assists when her time permits, uh, also on Wednesday night in the nursery, and it's just a pleasure and a blessing to have you, Jenna, on the show today. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing very well today on this little rainy but still beautiful day. It's a great day. It was a great day this morning. Uh, wonderful service in the in the uh, house of the Lord here at Rush and, uh, you know, just the praise band just did an amazing job. Usher, not only ushering in the presence of God, but... Um, you guys were up there for a long time. Yes, we were. <laughs> but it was it was great. Um, Daniel? I just want to say it's great to have you on the podcast. Well, thank you. It's great <laughs> to be here. The one thing that caught my attention is when I asked you what you wanted from God, um, your, answer, your answer to that question was that you want his peace with filling God's love throughout everyday activities. But what would you tell someone about God's peace and strength that was having a hard time with just life in general? I would tell them that God's peace isn't the same as worldly or flesh peace, which is fleeting and it's temporary, whereas God's peace is the complete calming of both the mind and the spirit and the body. And it's a total faith in what God has in store for us. So when we cast our worries to the Lord, He, we know he will take care of us. I am joined today by 
three incredible people and it's the first time we've all been together on a podcast so this is pretty exciting pastor robert wyatt hello it's good to be here this is like i think number three for me it is number three you've been on half hey i, I, I must be important or something <laughs> just kidding jesus is important <laughs> delaney schumacher hello this is my second time yes <laughs> And Daniel Skeens. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine and dandy. Fine and dandy. You sound like uh, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be as fine as a frog's hair split four ways. Yeah, this is very true. Or, or eight or, or 12, depending or on 16, how many. Or 16 yeah. or uh, however he's feeling. Yeah, however many people have asked 64. However, whatever is the flavor of the day. So we are here in the upper room of Rush Church. We come off another tremendous service today, and we today's the first Sunday of the month, so the first Sunday of the month brings a lot of good stuff. Yeah, it brings that nice potluck. It brings the food. I, I don't know about all of you, but I ate the... Well, I ate what was left over. I was one of the last people to eat because I was in conversations and things like that, but I was one of the last to eat, but I still got my fill. <laughs> I I wouldn't I would be surprised if you didn't. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of food. There's a lot of food. And as Robert says, it's not just food. It's good food. Yes. It's homemade food. That's like the best food. Like it's not like fast food like Wendy's or McDonald's or anything like Chick -fil -A. that. Chick-fil-A. Like, yeah, Chick-fil-A. It's not anything like that. It's it's good homemade baked food. Go ahead. Did you get enough to eat, Delaney? I had a lot of carbs, so I'm starting to feel it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. About the end of this podcast, you'll be kind of ready for a nap. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's a great day and uh, glad to have us all together today. It's to glad talk to be here with all of you. Some of God's blessings. So just a couple things uh, we want to talk about real quick. Thanksgiving is gone. And... Uh, there's a lot to be thankful for. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just seems like it's been a couple of days ago, but how was your uh, Thanksgiving weekend? I'll let Delaney go first. <laughs> um. Well, Thanksgiving was good. Went to your parents' house and ate a lot of food. Um, unpopular opinion. I'm not a big Thanksgiving food person. I don't like the food. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the way it's prepared. I know you're shaking your head because you're disappointed. Because it's, there's so much food. Like my grandmother's stuffing is like, like people fight over that in my family. Like that's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying like, it's just, I don't know. What it I is. don't, I don't eat stuffing. Like I'll eat just about everything else, but mm -hmm. I don't eat stuffing. But there's usually two pans of stuffing at least. It's because of me. I think he eats like a half a pan by himself. <laughs> he's I eat, a growing boy. <laughs> I eat his portion. It's okay. It's like, but that's, I mean, turkey and stuffing and gravy. Yeah. I don't, do you eat anything else? Not really, no. Other than dessert? Oh, dessert. Pumpkin roll. That's my piece Why right is there. That you? you can eat that whole thing by yourself. I can eat a whole pumpkin roll by myself. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I pumpkin roll could. is so good. I used to be able to eat like that, and then now, now used to. Are you serious? <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> yes, used to. I don't eat all that now. 
Don't give me that look. You're lying. <laughs> Don't lie in church, Robert. <laughs> You're real. I ain't lying. I promise you that I did not have six helpings of food. I had like mom. maybe two or three. I'm about to call your mom live right now and then we'll get to the truth about this. Yeah, you can call my mom and she would tell you that I only had two to three helpings. <laughs> so he's cut back. Yeah, right. I cut back. I cut back from six to three. I used to be able to eat six like Daniel, and then and then my metabolism started slowing down. That was just for Thursday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Trust me. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't have to pay for all of it. <laughs> Today's show, we're going to talk about the blessing that's waiting. And... Um, you know, a lot of a lot of times we don't like to wait, and we don't feel that we should have to wait to receive a blessing that's promised. But that's not what we're really taught in God's Word. Mm-hmm. What was really put on my heart on this was, you see people preaching and teaching all over the place on TV, mm-hmm. especially TV, mm-hmm. because it's. It's the generational, hey, you can have this, mm-hmm. right? And you can have it now. So it's the catering to what people want. So there's a lot of people that's teaching and preaching the things of you can have your cars, your houses, your own glory, your own riches, and you can have it now. Well, that's not what we're promised. You know, so without further ado, we are going to be reading today from Colossians 2, chapter 2, verses 6 through 8, uh, to start us off. So, do you want to read it, Delaney, or do you want me to? I can. You did it last time. I think Delaney should do it. She's going to be much more graceful. Okay. Okay. You want me to just read 6? You can read uh, 6 through 8. 6 through 8. Okay. And now, just as you accepted Christ, Jesus, as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. That just like really hit me. Because this week I kind of opened up to Robert about like a situation that happened when I was like 17 and it really just ties into this verse. Right. (laughs) So when I was 17, I went on a mission trip and that's, you know, the time I surrendered my life to Christ. I mentioned that on the last podcast I was on and uh, the Lord told me that I would be a pastor and told me, you know, that was going to be my calling. So when I was 17, my my old minister was really good about letting the youth preach and having like leadership opportunities because he really like encouraged that. So he encouraged me to read on Sundays and he asked me if I ever wanted to do a sermon. And so I had the plans to go to like a Bible college and to pursue a, a career in ministry. And I don't want to like say who told me, but a very important person in my life convinced me not to do that, told me that it's not a real career, you need to go to college, and kind of encouraged me to go the other direction. 
and me being 17 years old and naive and this person was a big influence in my life and a role model and someone I looked up to um I listened to that and I didn't become a pastor and went to a normal university I'm a teacher now and there's part of me that I regret that and um you know, I listen to human thinking rather than Christ. And I know like my calling and it's just kind of getting back on the path right. and getting there. The Lord's good. Amen. Guess who you're marrying? <laughs> who? <laughs> you're, you're marrying a pastor. Yeah, I know. And, uh, and guess what? The Lord puts you back on <laughs> the path. The path. Can I tell a story? I think yes. it kind of... Yes, you can. Okay, so this is a good analogy of what you're saying. This is the Lord put this in my heart. So I don't know where we were going. We were going to like this campground or something. Do you remember that like a couple summers ago or like a summer or two ago? Well, I've only known you for two years, so it yeah, had to it was be a couple last summers summer. ago. So <laughs> I yes, told you... remembers. We didn't have the address. Yes, so, yes I yeah, remember. Yeah, just so you remember. <laughs> so obviously we didn't know where to go, so we put it in the GPS and... The GPS says to go down this road or go this direction. Robert's like, no, we're going this way. I know the best way to go. And do you remember what happened? Yes, I remember. Okay, whatever. We were stuck <laughs> in traffic instead of listening to the GPS. And I feel like that analogy can kind of go into the Lord is the GPS. The Lord tells you where you need to go. And we think our going a different direction mm -hmm is better than the other direction, you'll shortly find out that it's it not. It was Noah's Ark. We were on our way home from Cincinnati. Is that what you're talking about? We got no. stuck in traffic for an hour. <laughs> no. Oh, well. That was the other time. That is time. a completely that was different the, event. That was <laughs> the, the other time. That was the other but time. you didn't listen no, to the it was GPS. Like a, we went to the campground. There was some type of bonfire <laughs> or something. I think the Bartons had like a, their campground out there by the lake. And they oh, invited us. Yes. Now, now I actually yeah. do remember. Yes. yes. <laughs> and we See, were it's just a little work that you, you're yeah, done though we were going a completely different way than the gps said and robert's like no i know where to go and it was the wrong way well i mean we would have got there eventually and we did um yeah, we got there but like we tend to not listen <laughs> to the gps because we think we know what's best and sometimes mm -hmm. quite literally the gps can be wrong but i think sometimes we take that not analogy <laughs> I think that's a great analogy, yeah. though. I just have a uh, a GPS story of my own to go along with this. Perfect. Please do share. And it was uh, when C2 went to a live fest this summer. <laughs> oh, I know where this is going. I know the story. <laughs> yeah, I think I've told you before. <laughs> but we took two cars down there. And the vehicle I was in, we were following the other uh, group that was going down there. So we were following them, and we get probably about 30 minutes from the campsite that it's at, and our GPS tells us to turn left, and they keep on going, the, our other car does, but we go ahead and turn with the GPS. It takes us down these gravel back roads through cornfields, <laughs> up these sketchy gravel hills, and we all thought it was like, okay. We're not going to make it. <laughs> it turns out the GPS took us the other way and we finally got to the campground and uh, the other vehicle that came with us 
they shortly pulled in after us and it was like we were both using gps's both cars had gps's on it's just one took us a different route but we still got to the same location and that's yeah. a case to where two people followed the same direction of the GPS, the, the same destination, mm -hmm. but they got there two different ways. And I think we can apply that to, to God, right? And right. his word, because we all don't have the exact same ways and exact same steps and the exact same time frame that we want. Some may get it faster. Mm -hmm. Some may get it slower. Some may receive a blessing a different way. But I think I think it's a great story as well. And it's and those GPS analogies are are practical. I am here today with uh, another guest that we have not heard before, and my co-host Daniel Skeens. Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I got done with two finals today, so. Always a good day when you get through finals. Shane, Pastor Shane uh, Danks. Shane, yes. how are you doing? Great. Glad to be here. Glad to be able to sit down with you guys. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to have you with us today. And uh, but just kind of tell a little bit about um, about yourself, a little bit about your background. And then we're going to tell a pretty cool story on, on how we met. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, the way we met is actually what makes it special to be here. It is uh, with very. You guys. It's just kind of <laughs> just cool how the Lord orchestrates things. But uh, I am a, a youth pastor. I'm a youth pastor at Abundant Life Fellowship in New Waterford, Ohio, and uh, uh, I kind of got my start in the ministry by just leading these. I kind of uh, somewhat fell into that role, and uh, uh, I fell into it by the Lord's moving. That's right. And uh, and uh, started leading the youth and. And one thing led to another as the Lord grew me, my faith matured me a little bit. And uh, and now here I am. I'm a youth pastor at the church in, in, in New Waterford. And yeah, just doing doing faith, growing in my growing in my walk every day and, and still on this journey. As, uh, as God tends to mature all of us when we listen to him and, yeah. and follow his calling. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's so it's. Again, what you said a while ago about how we met is really what makes it special. So today's scripture we're going to read, uh, we're going to start off in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 40 through 50. And we kind of broke it up because it's a lot to read. But um, Shane, if you will take the first, um, the first 40 through 43... And then Daniel 44 through 47. And then I will uh, round out the last couple. Sure, sure. I'll go All 40 right. through 43. Yes. All right. I'm going to read out of, I'm going to read out of my Bible here. I'm reading out of the Christian standard version. Just so if anybody's trying to follow along, sometimes these read a little differently. Uh, starting in verse 40, it says, Instead, he took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones from the wadi and put it in his pouch, in his shepherd's bag. Then with his sling in his hand, he approached the Philistine. The Philistine came closer and closer to David with the shield bearer in front of him. When the Philistine looked and saw David, he despised him because he was just a youth, healthy and handsome. 
he said to David, Am I a dog that you come against me with sticks? Then he cursed David by his gods. Come over here and I'll give you your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yelled. David replied to the Philistine, You come to me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you with the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, who you defied, or you have defied. Today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut off your head, and then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. Or, yeah, he will give you to us. As Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. Verse 49. Reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone, he hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the head, in the forehead. The stone sank in, and Goliath stumbled and fell down, face down, on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine, and only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword. The power of stones. Yeah. And the power of coming to a giant in front of you in the name of the Lord. Yeah. You know, you come in the name of the Lord and you you slay that obstacle in front of you, that giant, that mountain that you think's unmovable. Then you're not a slave to any of it. Yeah. And um, I think that's extremely, you know, whether that, whether it's relationships or addictions or morality issues or the lack of godly spirituality, right? They can all become your master if you don't come in the name of the Lord and slay those things in front of you. And he gives us the tools to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, reading that, reading that scripture, the first thing that comes to my mind is who told Goliath, that he gets to make the rules in war. Mm-hmm. You know, why did, why did the Israelites just say, yeah, sure, sure, giant, you get to make the rules. Enemy, you get to make the rules for how this how this battle is going to play out. I'll say this, though. We do the same thing with Satan. Sometimes yep. sometimes he, he sets these boundaries, and we just say, well, I have to abide by the rules because they're the rules. That's right. Some, my enemy told me these are the rules of war, and I can't overstep them. And I feel like like who told who told who told Goliath he gets to make the rules? What if the Israelites would sort of said, "Well, yeah, you're big, but but we got we got a whole army of people over here, and we could all fight you together." <laughs> you know, when you look at the scripture just as a whole, I was thinking about this recently. When you when because you know I spend a lot of time reading and studying scripture and reading books about other people that are reading and studying scripture and listening to podcasts about other people that are reading and studying <laughs> scripture and 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 everything seems to come together and fit so perfectly and i just think if you were just to take the bible just as a literary work and to study it you, you'd almost it almost be impossible not to come to the conclusion that it's divinely inspired mm-hmm. like the, there's no way there's no other book like this there's no other holy book like this there's no other book like this that that has so much depth to it and it fits together so perfectly. Right. 
and isn't contradicting itself mm -hmm. all over the place. It's just, it, it's, it's the literary work itself is, is, is proof. It's a it's masterpiece. It's that, a masterpiece. That is flawless. And it's, it's just incredible the way it's orchestrated, right? From, from f the very first word of Genesis to the very, la very last word of Revelation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, it, and you're right. It fits together in, it's all in harmony. Mm -hmm. uh, another place in scripture where stones are referenced in, in, in this, in Joshua, in the book of Joshua. Um, but before that, we just talk about Joshua. Look at Joshua for a second. Joshua was like Moses' sidekick. And scripture said Moses goes up Mount Sinai by himself and he goes into this glory cloud and he experiences the glory of the Lord. He comes back down with the commandments that are written on stone. Who'd have thought it? They're written on stone. And then Moses would go into this tent of meeting and he would meet with the Lord. He would actually go into this, this glory cloud, this, the actual uh, Shekinah glory, the glory of the Lord is inside this tent. Moses would go into this tent. The scripture says Joshua would go in with him. Mm -hmm. And then Moses would re receive instruction from the Lord. And then he would go out and give that instruction to, uh, to the Israelites. But the scripture says that Joshua, the son of Nun, uh, the, I think it's Joshua, the son of Nun, he would stay in the tent and he would just dwell there in the presence of the Lord. He would stay. And when Moses uh, comes to the end of his day, the Lord anoints Joshua. And I think all of those days that seemed insignificant to probably everybody in Israel's mm -hmm. camp, the millions of people in Israel's camp, where Joshua was just a young man, that's all they knew of him. He's just a young man that likes to hang out in that darn tent. <laughs> and uh, all of those moments were preparing Joshua for the moment when he was going to take charge and he was going to lead yep. Israel into the promised land. I think, man, there's like, there's no day of our life. There's no moment of our life that's insignificant with the that's Lord. That's right. Like the most insignificant things is just that, that gentle flow that's just carving us and forming us into exactly what the Lord wants to do with us. Yeah. And we are here today with a, uh, a guest today that uh, we're honored to have on the, the show. <coughs> It choked him up. <laughs> choked him all up. <laughs> he just means so much to me. I, 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 good I, recovery. That was a good recovery. That was a really good recovery. He just means so much to me that I, I couldn't find the words to speak. And I was almost some up. tears coming out of your ass on that <laughs> there, call. There are tears because he's he's been a mentor to me for almost six years now. That's the way that the, the Lord has lightened the, the spirit in the room. <laughs> but uh, Pastor uh, James Barton, lead pastor at Russ Church. Um, pastor, how you doing today? Doing really good. Thank you for asking. We know I choked up Robert here. That's, that's, <laughs> I almost was brought me to tears. I want to say something to every person out there that says, if I ever enter a church, it'll burn down. Or lightning will strike. <laughs> you, you heard that before. If I yep. if I go into your doors, it'll burn down. It'll burn down. I want to encourage you. Just go. Find a church that teaches the Bible and you know that actually loves one another. Right. Actually, is the body of Christ yeah. not just a church that has a sign, but actually is a church that loves one another as He has loved us and who holds fast to the Word of God, and who worships Him 
for the God he is, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, to really worship him like that. I challenge you, walk in. Yeah. And if you've never been in the presence of God and the joy of the Lord and worship together and to hear his word and to be disciplined in his love and all those things that's so wonderful about church service, I mean, make this your, your Christmas resolution yeah. <laughs> this year. Enter his gates with the thanksgiving and his yeah. courts with praise. <laughs> but the best preparations is to be ready. That's right. When you're called. What does that look like? What was it, what was it, did it look like for Mary when the angel appeared? I don't know about you, but him saying, do not be afraid. I, I think we all would be afraid if an angel of God appeared yeah, to uh, us. Without question. Come on now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, even, to, even to remain mm-hmm. in that place and to listen Without even uh, without understanding fully of what was about to happen, but but say so it be as your word says. Um, I think it's just a beautiful story of submission and obedience. And submission and obedience isn't something you just get. You you just all of a sudden say I'm going to submit. I'm going to be obedient. Right. That is a lifetime. First of all, is recognizing Christ of who He really is, but then saying my life does not matter. It only becomes important if I'm submissive to what God wants me to do and be obedient to his holy and precious word. Then can I have the impact. Then can my children see what it means to serve God and say yes to the things that matter in life. (laughs) We're having technical difficulties. (laughs) Oh, what a wreck. Um, But tell us why... Joshua 1-9. One, one so, you know, Joshua 1-9, it, it started way when I was a little kid. And, you know, I mentioned that I was petrified of mascots for a long time. and um, I, I know someone else that was. I'm not going <laughs> to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Dan, like it's not that uncommon, Dan, but, Daniel you know, tell you, it's not. Daniel can tell you the stories, though. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, I'll definitely be asking you that after this. <laughs> but um, it started back then. And actually, Ethan Ventling, his mom, Marianne, gave me this necklace, and it was a surfboard, and it had Joshua 1-9 on it. And, you know, as a kid, I didn't really fully understand that verse. I didn't really fully understand to what extent, you know, it, it meant to me. I just knew that, you know, it said, you know, be strong and courageous, you know, do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go, you know? So that was something where, you know, at that time, I was like, oh, good, like, nothing right. can get me, you know, that type of deal. And, uh, and so I remember my dad and the verse really didn't, it meant something to me, but it really didn't like sink in. It didn't like connect until later on. But my dad said, you know, Hey, I have a youth at the church that would, you know, they really need that sort of reminder. And I said, and he said, you know, would I be able to gift them, you know, this, the necklace? And I said, you know what, dad? I said, sure. I said, cause I, you know, I'm always for ministering to other people always, all the time, all the time. And so. I, you know, kind of let him, you know, give him or give the person the surfboard and, you know, not realizing, you know, what that could do for them because I know what it did for me. Right. And so I remember then I, when I was 12 years old, I was diagnosed with diabetes and my mom found a bookmark the night or the day of that I got diagnosed. And sure enough, it was Joshua 1-9 and I still have that bookmark, but it 
you know, wrote out the verse. And my mom, the next morning, because I was diagnosed, you know, early in the morning, you know, and, you know, when I woke up later that day, she had it laying on the counter. And I was like, oh my goodness. Wow. Like, what a, like, a, what a circle effect, like, like a boomerang effect that, it, you know, you threw it, you let it go, and it comes back and smacks you in the face. You're like, oh my goodness, this is like, this is the perfect time for this. And so then is when I really just, I mean, I had Watching my mom, I knew similar what that disease looked like, right. but it was one thing to watch someone have it and then you have it and you're like, oh my goodness, like navigating everything was just so different and, you know, unusual. And so to have that verse at that time was exactly what I needed. And so I, you know, I tell people that was my life verse. And, and now it's like, I have a hard time because the more I read, the more I, you know, am searching, I right. just have these verses where I'm like, I just can't pick one. But that <laughs> one, that one meant the most at that time so but before we get into the the song there's a, a couple of scripture scripture psalm the 116th psalm verses 16 through 18 hey daniel you want to read that and i won't let you read out of the uh the king james this time <laughs> sure <laughs> starting at 16 oh lord i am your servant Yes, I am your servant, born into your household. You have freed me from my chains. I will offer you a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. So I'm going to offer you a sacrifice of thanksgiving. And that's what we talk about when we talk about gratitude. The word gratitude in, in the biblical sense is that thanksgiving. And if you haven't heard this song, go to YouTube, go to Apple Music, Google Music, wherever you go and find it. It's Gratitude by Brandon Lake. And we'll play a couple verses, or a couple lines here, and then we will uh, talk about that. So the first, the first couple of lines are there. All my words fall short. I've got nothing new. How can I express all my gratitude to you, O Lord? You know, and, and I, I look at these words and, and I just see, you know, how you can kind of picture yourself, you know, in, in a place doing a thing. I look at these, when I hear these words, I can picture myself standing before God and these words coming out of my mouth, you know, my words fall short to you. I've got nothing new. You know, how, how can I thank you, God, for what you've given? Um, It's just, it just hits me uh, like a ton of bricks. So 
what what do you think about when you hear those those two lines of this song? I'll let Jaden go first. <laughs> um, just listening to the first like couple bits of the song, it just it just reminds me, you know, that there's nothing that we can do to earn our way to heaven. Like there's nothing that we can do by our good works to get us into heaven. And, you know, when it says like all my word falls short and I've got nothing new, like how can I express my gratitude? It's it's in that way of that almost this desperation of mm-hmm. I've run out. I I know I'm not worthy. I know I don't deserve it. But yet I want to do my best for you. I want to do something to show you how much I love you, how much I appreciate you, you being God, you know, in that way. That's that's what I think of that when I hear that. Yeah. I just uh, like the question of how can I express all my gratitude? Like, we as humans can't possibly know how to fully express our gratitude, especially in times of need. I could sing these songs as I often do But every song must end And you never do <laughs> I could sing these songs as I always do But every song must end And you never do God never ends. His love is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, and, and that that kind of hits home. Is we come into a church or we drive our car to work or to wherever, or we do it in our house, but we sing the songs of praise and, and glory to God. And uh, the songs end and we go on to the next one. Or in my case, sometimes we play that one over and over and over and over. But the song, the point is the, the song ends as we praise, as we praise in him in song. But God never ends. He's always there. And for those that believe and have been sanctified and and believe in Christ that's our promise you know we can live forever with God so let's hear your thoughts on on that one Daniel you get to go first this time Jaden said so Uh, unverbally (laughs) I just I just love how Brandon Lake puts the words to the melody in this whole song really but saying that with emotion of I could sing these songs and I could you know as I always do or often do I come to church on Sunday and I praise you but that ends Mm -hmm. so what else can I do other than that right Jaden? Yeah, I uh, I like this part of the song because it says, you know, I could sing these songs as I often do, and I think there and I say, yeah, 
every Sunday, you know? <laughs> it's funny. And you get to lead them. Right, right. And Wednesday. Right, and Wednesday, yeah. I mean, it's it's such an opportunity. I'm just so blessed and honored to be able to have that opportunity. Um, but it does. I mean, it, it goes it goes so much further than that. You know, one thing that I always find myself, you know, talking with my dad and my mom, it's so funny because last night, you know, we just, we get into these deep conversations to, you know, some of those deep conversations where you just kind of sit there and you're like, <laughs> man, alive, I'm just like, now I've got more questions. Right. Than... <laughs> I've got questions. And, and, you know, I asked my dad questions. He's like, listen, you're going to have to start a like question list for Jesus when you get up there. Cause <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but you know, it's one of those things where we were talking about worship and, and praise and what does that look like, you know? And worship just goes so much deeper than just, you know, just singing the oh, songs yeah. in church. And, and in a way, you know, that's like your praise to God, you know? And uh, it's it's that idea where, you know, you we are created to worship God. Like that is one of our main just purposes is to worship God and and like I said, you know, it goes so much further than that. You know, it, it's not just singing in church. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just that. It's living your life. You know, it's it's doing what pleases God is also just that form of worship. So I, I love that part of yeah, it. Yeah, can you imagine being, you know... Thank you for joining us today on this episode of Breaking Chains. Be sure to head on over to our website at breakingchains.com me that's breakingchains.me and see all the good things that's going on over there if you need prayer you can submit your prayer request over there as well and if you haven't done so be sure to subscribe to our podcast and daily devotions so that you can receive everything that the lord gives us to share with you until the next time god bless us all with the strength to break those chains